Welcome to Blue by 90, your Michigan football podcast. We are three dudes who talk maize and blue. I'm Kalen, joined by Jack and Nate. Hey, what up? And we're here to go over Michigan's absolute dismantling of Indiana. Final score, what was it, guys? 39-14? 39-14. That was great. I was so happy to see that. I thought it was going to be a tough game. It looked kind of rough at halftime, but we ended up kind of running away with it in the second half. Uh, Jack, what was your kind of... Your kind of reaction to the game there? Um, it looks like Shea is back in the Heisman race. And then we can... Uh, <laughs> that's my that's my hot take. Um, but no, I mean, Shea put balls on the money where they needed to be. It's great to see DPJ, Nico, Ronnie, um, Mike Samer still get some get a nice catch in there. Giles Jackson had a nice game. Yeah, um, I'm, just, I'm excited. We didn't have to rely on the run, you know, to put up points and get a bunch of yardage. Shea had another big game. Um, he has nine touchdown passes in the last two games, nine. Um, so I'm 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 pumped. I'm I'm excited to see. I'm gonna have to save that, but I'm, 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 I thought it was a great game. Great game offensively. Uh, defense. It looked a little shaky in the first half. I feel like Indiana was kind of just running around um, a little bit on on offense, kind of putting some points on the board, which made me a little bit nervous because we always play them close. Um, but overall, I was happy. Second half looked good. Um, it was great to see Shea have another good game, and yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, Nate, what is, uh, what's your thoughts yeah, here? Yeah, I'm with Jack, and I want to touch on a couple things that he talked about. was just the wide receiver core doing a fantastic job. There were so many acrobatic catches in this game. Nico had a couple. DPJ with the insane catch in the end zone. That was awesome. Uh, Mike, Re- Mike Sainer stole Catching the opening over, drive. Yeah. yeah, like Leaving some room on the yeah. sidelines so you could throw the awesome. ball there. They're pushing great. the ball downfield, right? They just moved the ball downfield. The first drive, they had um, Shea was uh, kind of had one that was across the field to Haskins. They kept the um, drive going, <laughs> yeah. right? And to me, that was pretty impressive by Shea because beginning season, that's done. The play's done. Right? Oh, yeah. Or it's a pick, or it's, you know... It's a pick, yeah. They're, or a fumble, more like or, it. Or a fumble, yeah. <laughs> more comfortable in the pocket. The plays seem to be more downfield uh, passes, so I was really happy with that. And then the defense was a little shaky. I think it took them a little bit of some time to get going, but there was uh, a couple things. Like the first drive, I think the very first pass that Indiana threw was to one of their like veteran wide receivers on Dax Hill, who was starting. Yeah, and then it they was had a good ball. It was a good ball, yeah. Then they had the uh, the penalty, and so then by the time you knew it, they were already at the like they're already at the fifty yard line and just you know moving down the field. So right, right. I think it did kind of take them a little bit of time to get acclimated. So, but I, I was so happy. Shea seems to be playing like the best ball that he's played. Um, super, just super confident, and uh, the Indiana gave them a lot of pressure too. And they just, he was able to stay in the pocket, stay comfortable, and make some throws, and they seem to have more zip on it. I was reading something about how Shea has started to speed up his delivery motion. Hmm. And it's, and because it's not putting as much pressure on the line to provide a bunch of time for him, you know, uh, he's able to get the ball out quicker. And the other thing that I thought was great, he's spreading the ball out. He's hitting all of these different receivers. And then on top of that, dude, our guy Ronnie. Finally found the end zone. That is crazy to me. I didn't know that was only that was his first touchdown. That was season. unbelievable, right? Wow. Now he did have a couple drops. I'll, I mean, you know, I gotta gotta give him a little bit of criticism there, Ronnie. You gotta catch the ball, stuff like that. But hey, you scoring touchdowns, I'm gonna be clapping it up in the stands. <laughs> this was so. kind of weird. I want to touch on something there too. 
DPJ and Nico were like the top two wide receivers, which is what we thought was going to happen at the beginning of the season. This is like one of the first games where like those two guys were the top receivers. Right. And Ronnie, you know, he had a good game. He had a touchdown, a couple catches maybe. Yeah. I don't know, but it, it was really interesting. It just Well, it was funny was on DPJ's big uh, catch. You said like, that's why he's a five-star. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it was kind Middle of like, the game, yeah. It was kind of like, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, Nico finally kind of running away with it. 165 yards, three touchdowns, um, that long of 76. I don't know if anybody listened to that. Well, I was going to say, that looked like an Alabama RPO. <laughs> like, that's what you see. You see, you know, yeah. they you know do the run-pass option. They see the linebackers coming down, get it out quick, and then yeah. the guy just takes off. But, that's something I've wanted to see all year long, and it was beautiful. I don't know if anybody listened to that Inside the Trenches uh, podcast post-game where they were interviewing Nico Collins after the game, and they were like, how far did that end zone look after he caught the ball? He's like, it looked pretty far. I was kind of tired, but uh, <laughs> glad to get in the end zone. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm just glad to see him, you know, really starting to use some of these weapons, right? I mean, you even see some of these, uh, you know, Haskins going out for pass and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Dude, what do you think? I, I'm, I know that Jack had touched base on Haskins, Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was still not sold on him, but he really seems to be getting a lot better with his vision when he's running. He looks pretty good, and I'm really impressed with his improvement over the last like four weeks. He had a couple runs where him. you were like, dude, he should be down behind the line. And he just juked or did something, got two yards or something like that. So mm-hmm. I'm not mad about that. Uh, Jack, what do you think? Haskins? Um, Haskins, good. I mean, I think right now he's our number one. Um, I think after the past few games we've seen, he's kind of established himself as that. But Charbonnet got in as well. He had, I mean, we didn't, like I was saying, we didn't really run the ball a lot. Um, so we didn't see much in the game against Indiana. But I do want to get back to what you were kind of saying about Shea and speeding things up. Mm-hmm. So I went to Wolverine Brewing Company on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And um, Devin Gardner and Michael Spath do like a show where they break down the film of the previous week. So they broke down. Uh, the Michigan State game. Okay. And a really cool thing, like, if you have a chance to go to it, go to it. It's awesome. Um, Devin Gardner was talking about Shea and something that you guys always talk about his happy feet and kind of rolls out of the pocket before he needs to and, you know, balls aren't put where they need to be where they need to be at. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing he was kind of saying is with what Shea's been doing is he's been progressing over the season with his drops and his timing with the receivers where mm-hmm. maybe one – um, route is supposed to be a five-step drop with, you know, for him, and then you know he's supposed to let go of it, and he's doing a three-step drop, and it's look, it's just the timing's not right, and it's not there. Right. Okay. Um, where it looked like this game, he was on point with those drops, his timing was good. Um, it like it looks like he's just continuing to improve. Somebody was saying the Rudock effect earlier. Yeah. Where throughout the season, he's getting better and better. <laughs> Um, but it looks like Shea was really able to do that, and um, sorry, I just had to go back to that. And no. that. It's crazy. Transfer quarterback <laughs> who has, starts off the season doing terrible as a senior, and then halfway through starts looking like a stud, right? Well, it's crazy. Dude, it's only been like two months. Two months ago, we were all going like, like oh, God, put a McCaffrey, yeah. Yeah. you know. Fire Jim. That, that shit was happening. I didn't say that. Kim was telling me at the very end of the season, like, you think we should take Shea out? And I could tell it was like, Oh, he's like starting to go, like getting nervous if Shea gets hurt. Yeah, you know? no, for real. Oh, yeah, he's like you know. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't with the way he's playing now, for yeah. sure, for real. But I mean, I just thought that was hilarious. I mean, <laughs> two months ago we were trash. We called for his name, and so now it's like, dude, Jim is a good coach. In two yeah. months, he's got this team like way better. So I think that's something to pay attention to. And also, Josh Gaddis's improvement. 
I know that he was talking a lot about, oh, it's just about execution, but there's definitely been a difference in play calls. They seem to be throwing the ball a lot more. A lot more hundred percent downfield passes. A lot more downfield passes. Uh, it feels like they're setting up the pass, or they're setting up the run with the pass first. Mm-hmm. And so I think Josh it, has been doing a good job. Right? It feels aggressive, right? It feels like we want to score points and we want to move the ball. And one of those, one of those Nico Collins touchdowns was after um, a turnover when we, I think, we're on like the Indiana third twenty or thirty, mm-hmm. and that was another thing in the breakdown. Um, that Devin Gardner did of Michigan State, where we had that turnover and we got the ball on the Sparty twenty or thirty, and they came right. They just went right for the touchdown. Nico Collins over the middle, touchdown. Same exact thing happened against Indiana. Hmm. I called that play before it even happened. <laughs> I remember what Devin Gardner said. He said, "That's what you do when you get the momentum, keep it going, go right for the end zone." They did it, and, and it worked. And it worked. And it worked. So, I mean, especially when Shea's putting those balls where they need to be, and you know Nico Collins is going to come down with it. It's just, I'm just so satisfied. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we're we're seeing we're seeing why Shea was a five star. We're seeing why he was such a highly touted recruit. I mean, we gave him a lot of crap, but I mean, obviously there was a lot of stuff behind the scenes that we weren't seeing. Oh, and for sure. Now he's being put in a really good position where he can start to shine, and he's getting confident and comfortable. So I think it's all starting to coalesce and peaking at the right time. But the, the offense has really turned around. But do you want to move to the? Yeah. Well, I was going to shift to the defense. Yeah. Uh, one thing I wanted to point out specifically on the defense was Dax Hill. Dude, Dax Hill ended up starting. He said they came to him on Wednesday and they said, Brad Hawkins got hurt in practice. You better be ready to go on Saturday. And he was like, I'm just going to prep like it's another day, blah, blah, blah. He came out. He was a leading tackler. Yeah, I saw it. Holy crap, right? Leading tackler with an interception. I was like, yeah, man. That was pretty sweet. True yeah. freshman. He's... Dude, this kid, and Don Brown is on record saying, like, he doesn't know any of the plays. They're just telling him what to do, and he's so fast that he gets it. He can just figure it out. So I'm like, just imagine if this kid actually knew where he was supposed to be. This would be amazing. And not not to get too far off track, but um, one thing I really noticed in that game is how many young guys were playing. Yeah. That is great. That's got to be great for recruiting, right? That's awesome. I mean, we had Giles Jackson, Sainer still was in there. Um, Mayfield's on the O line. Mm-hmm. We got Dax, who was who was able to start because one guy got hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's got to be awesome for recruiting, especially for trying to get these high caliber guys that are going to other programs. Um, which I, I, I was just super excited to see that. That was really exciting. Uh, Nate, I'm sure you got something to say about Josh Uche. Oh my gosh, I was really nervous when he went down. I don't know what's with him. I don't know. He's okay. Pro- he's okay. I, was say, I didn't hear any follow up on that. He was he running was- off the field, so he's fine. Jesus. <laughs> we need him. Dude, I'm telling you that he's he's to me like him and Quiddy just have this dynamic. Yeah. Um and those two guys on the defensive line with the stunts and whatnot, they're they're doing such a great job. There's the Dax Hill interception where they just blew up the play, smashed the quarterback, and then Dan got his hand on, on the quarterback there, yeah. Yeah, like it, there was something about he's just doing such a great job. Um, going up against uh, offensive linemen that are bigger than him, and he's like really doing a great job of using his hands, like pushing up on them. Uh, he's really fast, right? We saw that in the Penn State game when he ran that guy down. Oh yeah. But he's, I think, going to be a key piece for them next week. And I was just so, I guess now I'm super reluctant, reluctant to see that he's actually going to be playing because I think he's probably, you know, top three best players on the defense. He's great. Yeah. I mean, I think another guy who kind of needs a bit of a shout-out is Don Brown. Because, I mean, Don has had a couple instances where 
the other team just kind of knows something, has a scheme. He they get schemed up, and um, you know he can't seem to figure it out, right? But I felt like in this game, like they were kind of doing some stuff, and they scored on us first, and Don Brown was able to just make those like mid-game, mid-quarter adjustments so that we came out and we we're like, no, 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 this isn't going to happen all game, all quarter. Yeah, you know what I mean. And in years past, you know, Penn State, Ohio State, years past, they've just you know had their way with us. Yeah, and so I think he's really improved in that regard, which is promising. Um, it scared me because it was like watching the beginning. I was like, "God damn it!" Like again, this is going to happen where we give uh, Ohio State the keys to the game just because Indiana comes out with some crazy game plan. It's going to be, right. and then nope, shut them down. Just game's done. But another good thing though was the fact that Indiana was scoring on us a little bit. For the first time, I was kind of going like, our offense can hang in there, and I'm not scared. Yes. Right? You we talked about it in the beginning of the season. Yeah. Like, where we, now we don't have to worry about, like, oh, wait, can our offense score to right. keep us in the game? Now it's just like, all right, we can we can do this. We can stay in the game. Like, defense lets up a couple touchdowns. We're okay. Mm-hmm. Which right. is a great feeling. Oh, yeah. It takes the pressure off, right? Um, do you want to talk about, uh, this is just random, random note. Okay. Somebody who had more tackles than you would think. Jess Spate had five tackles yesterday. <laughs> I heard his name get shouted out. I was like, holy shit. I was like, oh my gosh, dude, great for him, man. What What is he? What position does he, do we know? I don't know, man, but he had five tackles. Was it tackles. Just on special sick. teams? Or like, that's what I'm like curious. Yeah. I don't know, it was just cool. What? I saw that. I was like, oh, <laughs> Jess Spate had five tackles. like, wow, dude, that's awesome for him. I was pretty yeah, excited, you know? Yeah. See a guy who has kind of stuck with the program, I think that kind of speaks a little bit to the coaching, right? Like, you have your brother transfer. You decide to just keep pushing through the program, and yeah. um, now he actually got to make some plays as a senior. That's kind of rewarding for anybody who's, you know... Put all that time in. Put all that time in, right? So yeah. Good for him. Yeah, that's good. I heard a little something about Will Hart had, a like, a not-the-greatest game. Did anybody hear about this at all? I, I, I didn't... I'm, I, don't I mean, play. I saw he had, a, he had a couple punts that... Um, I'm not, like, an expert on punters or anything. I mean, there was, there was definitely a couple punts that were short mm-hmm. compared... I mean, he's, like, Big Ten punter of the year last year. I think right. they, they had him pretty much set to get it this year, too. I had, it looks like a couple just, like, hit off his foot weird, and they didn't go as far as normal, but, I mean, well, not worried yeah. about it. I don't know. <laughs> I, was yeah. like, I was like, whatever, Who like, who's looking at the punter like that? Maybe he's got turf, though. Yeah. <laughs> when, you, when you win by, like, 30 points, you just, you're not going like, man, that punter, that punter sucked! <laughs> or maybe that is a thing, when you're up by that many, you start trying to nitpick yeah, at things that could have been improved. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, man. No, overall, I mean, I don't know if anybody has any other thoughts on the game specifically. I thought, you know, our offense was rolling, our defense. We got down early, but we picked it up and just, what did they say? We didn't allow a touchdown for 44 minutes or something like that. That's awesome. That's, that's amazing. So, I mean, other than that, we're just looking on the horizon to uh, the big foe coming over. Yeah, the game. The game. That's correct. Um I, I honestly don't have anything more to say. No, I'm, I'm no, just happy. I'm just pleased. Yeah, I'm just pleased. <laughs> I'm, I'm good at bitching, but <laughs> we don't, don't have much to bitch about, so I'm happy. Yeah, I can like actually eat like my turkey dinner this this week and yeah, go like exactly. do not have to be have this like angst in my mind. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna sleep like a baby after my turkey and mashed potatoes. Eat your Thanksgiving dinner. What do we got? Look at the top ten. Yeah, I want to kind of look up some of the rankings here. I got. The top ten written down. AP top ten. AP top ten. Don't have CFP yet. 
Yeah, college football playoff top ten will be out what? Tuesday. Tuesday. Tuesday night. Okay, so AP we got number one LSU, number two Ohio State. Um, Guys, we're gonna do an extra Ohio State episode. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. We'll preview that. um, So people just keep keep an eye out for that. Um, We'll have that out later in the week, a little shortly before the game. Okay, great. A couple days before the game, probably. And then uh, number three is Clemson. Uh, Number four is Georgia. I think that's dumb. Well, they're gonna they'll be Georgia. out because they're gonna lose to LSU in the Silly. SEC title game. Yeah. So that's another way for Bama to get in, dude. That so. that pissed me off, dude. Like that's just literally them going like, let's put in two SEC teams. Let's just totally devise that's it. Gonna happen unless Auburn can beat Bama. There's gonna be two SEC teams in because either way, Georgia wins. They're gonna be in and out. I mean, but also if Georgia wins, then LSU could also remain in. I think they will. I, I think yeah. I don't think there's any way right now, as long as it's LSU devised, goes undefeated in the regular season, that they'll be in. It's pretty much devised for that to happen. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, they're pretty much making it so that it's going to be either LSU, LSU and Alabama Bama. again in a rematch. Yeah, right. Because yeah. they're just like, oh, this game will get tons of ratings. Yeah. Let's just totally mess yeah. with it. So we need Auburn to win. Yeah. <laughs> Go Auburn. Yeah. <laughs> and meanwhile, the same people who are going like, you know, uh, the integrity of the game is. You know, we can't have these players, you know, actually make money. Then they're just going like, oh, the integrity of the game. Let's, you know, we got to keep it so that we can get these ratings and, you know, people stay in tune. It's, yeah. It's, it's such it's such BS, dude. That pissed BS. me off. Well, and then, okay, what I say? No, number four, Georgia. Number five, Bama. <laughs> number six is Utah. Sliding under the radar a little bit here. Utah has one loss. I think they have, I mean, it'll be so tough for them to get in the playoff now because they needed Oregon to beat. Arizona State to make that a top ten matchup okay. when they play yeah. to like help their resume. Their, so their yeah. loss was to USC, which is not. I mean, it looks whatever. They're ranked. They're ranked. Yeah, it's not an awful loss. No, uh, but I mean, I think that says more about that program and that coach. I don't know who the coach is at Utah, but like, he's obviously doing a great job. They're also in the Pac-12. They are in the Pac-12. <laughs> hey, you could be in the ACC, right? It could yeah. be. Could be. So, I mean, so, we'll, we'll see what happens with Utah. I don't know. It'll, no. be, it'll be tough for them to get in. Well, now we got Oklahoma. Oklahoma's in a strange spot, spot I, think, I feel like. What do you guys think? They're well, done. Um, I, if I, I would not put them in. Did they're going to just a, barely beat TCU? Yeah, but they're going to get a rematch against Baylor in the uh, uh, Baylor that championship game. And Baylor's going to be, you know, a top 15 team, right? Yeah. And so if they beat them twice, that'll be multiple top, what, top 20 mm-hmm. wins uh, against the same team. But right. still, that, that, I mean, that says something, right? I don't think Oklahoma has a shot. You don't think yeah, they have a shot? I don't I think, think they have a shot at getting in. I think they're, okay. theirs is over with, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think yeah. Bama wins. They'll get in. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, yeah. Well, then, uh, number eight is Florida. I hate Florida. I don't know why Florida's ranked that high, to be honest. They have two losses. Now, their two losses are to Georgia and um, LSU. Oh, so so. Two good teams. Yeah, it is what it is. It just seems but to just me because. like they're they're just planning that game. It's like our annual bowl game against Florida. Yeah. I'm looking at it, I'm like, we'll have three losses, most likely. They'll have two losses. Oh, let's see a matchup, blah, blah, and then God, they'll have Georgia that. play like, you know, Wisconsin or Minnesota because they'll be in the Big Ten championship game. It's just like, I'm, I'm telling you, we're going to play Florida. Again. Well, God, number nine is Minnesota, and I think Minnesota will go to the Rose Bowl, right? Minnesota still has a chance to make the playoff. They still, they still have a very, they still control their own destiny. They can beat Ohio State in the championship. Because they have, they have to beat Wisconsin, which will be a good ranked win. 
and then they will have to beat Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship. That would be bizarre, though. They lost to Iowa. Who? But it was a road win. It was a road loss to Iowa at Iowa, and it was a close game. It was a close game. It's not. It's not a one loss team. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they can, if they beat Wisconsin and Ohio State, they're in the playoffs. They beat Penn State pretty good, and Penn State <clears> played <throat> Ohio State like tough, tougher tough, than most. Yeah. yeah, you know, I think. So I mean, I think like they have a good argument to get in if they do win out. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, okay, you guys they should. Are right. if they I think don't they'll get, get hammered in, yeah. if they were to get in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. But you sold me. Okay, go PJ Fleck, I guess. And then at number ten, number ten is your boys in blue here. Shades back in the Heisman race. There's always an opportunity to make it into the playoff. We need something crazy to happen, but it's it's possible. Folks. There is a small chance that they could get into the playoff. Yeah. Alabama would have to lose. We need everybody Wisconsin to lose. Wisconsin would have to win, then lose, and get absolutely demolished by Ohio State. Yeah. We would have to beat, beat Ohio, Ohio State. State. And then Penn Clemson. State would have to lose next week. Clemson just to needs Rutgers to lose. Or whatever. Clemson needs to yeah. lose out. Bama needs to lose. Yeah. And we have so I mean, there's so many different things that we it, it would be like the the craziest week the craziest <laughs> in week in college football yeah. history for Michigan to get in. <laughs> but it could happen. But yeah. I would say that if they had beaten Penn State, like they could have still and oh. made the game close against Wisconsin at early in the season, they would have a shot. Well yeah, because we'd still have a shot at the Big Ten championship game. Yeah. Because then it would be we beat Ohio State, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so um, it would be a very similar situation last year. Well, and just for fun, number 12 and number 13 are Penn State and Wisconsin, respectively. Uh, two teams that we lost to are yeah. now ranked below us. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, I do think it's valid that we are ranked against ahead of Penn State because I think we played again and we beat them. Wisconsin, they beat us down pretty bad. Yeah. But again, I think it would be a much better game if we played yes. them at this time of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like they've kind of started to fall off the rails a little bit. Where our trajectory is very much Nothing changed but than what we've yeah. we've seen normally. Normally we almost trend downwards t- at the end. I was looking now at the TV upwards. right here, and they just did an advertisement for the game. Oh, yeah. So we're all ready. It is nice to see that we are trending upward, upward, upwards at the end of the season, which is a first. It's a first. Yeah, I can't remember last time I felt this good at the end of November about Michigan football. Last year. <laughs> And I remember crying at well, I <laughs> after we lost to Ohio State. I've purposely forgotten about that. Thanks for bringing it back up. Who, who would you like to see Michigan play in a bowl game? Uh, an SEC team, for sure, that's not Florida. What do you, what do you think? Or like Oklahoma. What if they played like Auburn? I want to see a big name. Yeah, just a big name. Big name school. Auburn, Oklahoma, um, Georgia. Well, I think what they really want is they want that Oklahoma-Bama matchup. I mean, I'd love to see that, too. So, But I'd say any big name storage school. You know, okay. Other than Florida, I, I don't want to see that. Yeah. yeah, they definitely have a, a whoever's doing the the scheduling, the guys in the committee. They have it either set up for a matchup where it's like, okay, Jalen versus Alabama. If they decide to not that. to go, or if Alabama does get in, which I feel like it's going to happen, they're going to yeah. then have uh, like a big matchup there. So either way, it's like a win-win scenario for what the scheduling. What do you guys think if we played like Baylor? I'd be down for that. They would be. That's a fun. I mean, you know, if they lost Oklahoma, they would be like you know eleven and two or something like that. That'd be a fun game for me to watch. I think. Dude, I'd be down to play Oregon too. Yeah. Yeah. But that most likely will end up with the loser of the Big Ten championship game going and playing in the Rose Bowl. Yeah. Right. Oh. Right. Yeah. But if Utah, eh, if we Utah wins, playing, yeah, you know, hmm. we could end up playing. You know, Oregon. I mean, Oregon or Utah is another option. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. 
I yeah. honestly looking at the kind of the rankings and the landscape. I'm looking at us playing Florida again, or Baylor or Oregon. I'm cool with Baylor, or Oregon. Yeah. Florida. If we play Florida again, I'm just gonna. Be so annoyed. I'm just gonna (laughs) watch it. I'm gonna send a strongly worded letter. (laughs) God dang you, CFB playoff committee. You know what was a weird thing? Uh, Yesterday they mentioned for the Indiana team, like 25 percent of their roster was from Florida. Yeah, Yeah. which is why they wanted to play in a. They said uh, that whatever the heck that guy's name is um, is like has a. Recruiting tie to Florida. He's a coach high school. Did that one guy on the team? His cousin was Lamar Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, how is that guy not just like amazing? If he's just been practicing yeah. Lamar Jackson, he's a monster MVP in the NFL. Let's go. Love seeing him play. Yeah. All right. Well, that's kind of all I got. Um, just looking forward to next week. Like Jack said, um, look out later in the week for our Ohio State look ahead episode. Um, Guys, you got anything else? Go blue. No, go blue. Go blue.